Hello everyone and welcome back to On The Mind. My name is A.D. Robinson. It is June 22nd at 12.10pm and here's what's going on in the news in my opinion. So Trump says new nuclear deal with Iran could happen very quickly. Speaking to reporters before departing for Camp David on Saturday, President Trump said that the new nuclear deal could be negotiated with Iran very quickly. The U.S. pulled out of a deal negotiated by former President Barack Obama last year, leading to rising tensions between the two countries. Uh, He's so wishy-washy. The first... There, um, drastic measures are going to be taken. Now a new nuclear deal is going to be made. I, I honestly don't know what to think about you know, at this point in time. Uh, Mr. Trump decided not to launch a retaliatory strike after Iran shot down an unmanned U.S. drone earlier this week, saying that he believed the casualty count of such a strike would be disproportionate to the attack from Iran. Earlier this week, Mr. Trump initially said that he believed the strike was not intentional before walking back those comments on Saturday. It was probably intentional, he said. Regardless, they targeted something without a person in it, without a man or woman, and certainly without anyone from the United States in it. Why that matters, I don't know. Uh... The president said Iran also had a plane carrying 38 people on its site, but the country made the very wise decision not to shoot it down. Mr. Trump told reporters that the U.S. would be imposing new sanctions on Iran, with some being implemented slowly and some more rapidly. He said he wasn't uh, unduly unduly influenced by his national security advisor, John Bolton, was a major proponent of the war in Iraq. I listened to everybody, Mr. Trump said. He added that he would make well-connected calls while he was at Camp David this weekend and would consider a potential new deal with Iran. This is, this is ridiculous. This is, this is, I, I, one minute he's saying one thing and the other, I, I mean, who, who can work with this dude? Like, I just, I don't understand. Uh, we live, I, I just, it's really hard to put together a complete thought when you're reading the words of a man who doesn't think in complete thoughts. Um, so it's, so apparently the Iran deal is back on. I, 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 I don't know. I part, uh, pardon me for that sound and had played uh, on my computer. Uh, this, uh, that first um, uh, story was credited to CBS News. Uh, story by Grace Seggers. <laughs> Sedgers. Pardon my uh, butchering of names. I'm not good at it. On to tech news. The 2020 iPhone could go bigger and smaller than before. The iPhone 2020 Max screen could get a sizable upgrade, while the regular iPhone screen might lose some headroom. 
Apple could change up the screen sizes for the 2020 iPhones, add fresh design changes to the body, and also a key superpower under the hood. In this week's Apple Core Roundup, we're looking far into the future to see what Apple could be cooking up for the 2020 and talking about new features we're still uncovering in the latest developers betas of iOS, iPadOS, and watchOS. Now, I think, um, personally, I don't like iPhones. Um, they're, I, I just don't like them. Um, I, I don't like, I don't like the design. Um, I don't like the, how much they cost to repair. Um, I don't like anything about it. Uh, well, I, I think I saw reports of iPhones costing uh, uh, $600 to repair the back glass. Uh, I think that was correct. Uh, without insurance, of course. Um, they, they, they're they going stale. Um, I was watching uh, Lou later, and he, he brought up some excellent points. People, uh, phones are becoming better and better, and people are holding on to them. And they're not finding a reason to upgrade later, uh, or, or, or to the to the next phone. Uh, me, I have the Samsung Galaxy S10 because um, I had an older phone, about about a four year uh, four year old phone at the time, which even to today's standards, four year old phones are still keeping up with today's standards. Uh, the the more apps. Uh, uh, apps like Facebook, the more demanding they get, phones are still keeping up with those demands, or Instagram, or uh, or even Snapchat. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of apps are, are built to be more accessible on phones, but phones are just not advancing as far as people want. Now, there's the, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, it was a phone by Energizer. Um, it was a, it was a uh, um, it was a video by a Mister um, um, Who's the Boss, and he reviewed this Energizer phone that had a battery life of 50 days standby time, mind you. Uh, it was 40 hours of gaming time, uh, I think. No, 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 no. no. 30 hours of gaming time, I think it was. 40 hours of talk time, I think. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I could be very wrong. But it was just it was just like Lou from Unbox Therapy. He, he, he stated that phones are just not advancing. And I completely agreed with him. Uh, I won't upgrade from the Galaxy S10 for probably quite some time, just because, as, as I just said, and as uh, Lou said, if you watch Lou later, uh, I suggest you do. It's a great podcast. Um, he focuses more on tech. Uh, um, I kind of cover everything, tell you my opinion. Um, it's, yeah, so it's, I, I, Apple's, uh, I think, market share fell 14% uh, because no one, no one wants to upgrade. You know, last year's iPhone still works as good as this year's iPhone, or well, maybe not this year's, but you know what I mean. More people are found with iPhone 7s and 6s. Uh, there's still people walking around with the, the iPhone 5S or 
or 5C or, or something something along those lines because they're still working. Um, they still do what the owner wants it to do. So why upgrade at all? Uh, but you know, um, so if they if they do upgrade, um, it, it's got to be big. Uh, if it's if if they don't come out with a new overwhelmingly new design and feature uh, features software and hardware uh, Apple could see a major hit in, in, in the market share because uh, you're seeing Android phones taking uh, huge strides in creating these phones that are top of the line but running about four five six hundred dollars well below flagship prices. Now, what a lot of people, what I think these companies are hoping for is that there's that they're going to stick with brand name, uh, like Apple, uh, you know, and, and that is the one thing I can give Apple is that they're, um, the, uh, all their devices are so well connected that it's hard to, it would be hard to switch over to Android because you wouldn't be as connected. Uh, you know, your AirPods wouldn't, you know, seamlessly, seamlessly connect to an Android, nor would an Apple Watch, vice versa. You, you know, you get a pair of non-AirPod headphones uh, from any brand. It just doesn't work with other Apple products as well. Um, so, like I said, the, 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 it's gotta be huge. Um, it, it, it would have to be huge. Uh, this week, Apple released a second developer's beta of iOS 13 and iPad OS and helped clear up some questions we had last week about the future of 3D Touch. The first developer's beta seemed to have replaced the 3D Touch functionality with long press which ignited speculation that perhaps Apple would be replacing 3D Touch with haptic touch in the next iPhone 11, similar to what it did last year's XR. Um, I, I saw some about that. Um, I haven't gotten my hands on any Apple products. I, I couldn't tell you um, my opinion on that matter exactly, but I know... Uh, um, I heard great things, um, just reports. I heard a lot of good things about their, uh, advancements replacing 3D Touch, um, but who knows. Um, this report is thanks to CNET, um, let's, uh, let's move on, I don't want to take too much time. So, NASA rover on Mars detects puff of gas that hints at possibility of life. This, this could be huge. I'm reading this story for the first time. Um, the Curiosity mission scientists picked up a signal this week and are seeking additional readings from the Red Planet. 
you see Mars, it appears is belching a large amount of gas that could be a sign of microbes living on the planet today. In a measurement taken Wednesday, NASA's Curiosity rover discovered startlingly, startlingly, startlingly high amounts of methane in the Martian air, a gas that on Earth is usually produced by living things. The data arrived back on Earth on Thursday, and by Friday, scientists working on the mission were excitedly discussing the news, which is not. Uh, yet been announced by NASA. Given the surprising result, we've reorganized the weekend to run the following experiment. Um, Ashwin R. Yazvanda. Yazvanda. I, 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 <laughs> I need to work on my, on my, uh, on my uh, pronunciation of names. Uh, the project scientists for the mission wrote to the scientist team in an email that was obtained by the Times. The mission's controller on Earth sent new instructions to the rover on Friday to follow up on the readings, bumping previously planned science work. The results of the observations are expected back on the ground on Monday. This is huge. Um, if if they could find the source of this so-called bilch, uh, <laughs> um, and it turned out to be microbes, that, that would be huge. Now, of course, no actual, like, life as, as you or I see, you know, like, you know, cats, dogs, lions, tigers, bears, oh my, um, as we see it, you know, that's, that's life, you know, but microbes, I mean, hey, if, if, if they find microbes on Mars, that is, that is proof that life, although simple life, but life nonetheless exists outside of our atmosphere. Uh, that is, that is quite, that is quite interesting. I'm going to be definitely following up on this. And I will definitely be telling you more about it on the next episode. But as we go on, um, I was looking around the the internet, um, which is a dangerous thing to do. Can be. Uh, sorry, drinking my coffee. Um, <laughs> Corey Nielsen said a Guinness official is due to pay him a visit in Phoenix this week to verify uh, breaks that he breaks a record previously set in Lithuania. Lithuania? I believe that's correct. Um, I I just, I want to take a second and just let you guess what record he broke. Just... I will give you five seconds starting now. No, that was not dead air. I was just giving you a minute. Um, he broke the record of building a pyramid made of one million 
over 1 million pennies. Yeah, 1,030,315 pennies. That's, 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 that's how many, that's over $10,000. Just over $10,000. I uh, said it took him three years to build this. Um, the way I built it, I take 11 pennies, I make a little stack, and I just place them on the ground. There's no glue, no adhesive, or anything like that. You just kind of free stack them on top of each other and they go up consistently. Nielsen told the Arizona Republic. He said the world record attempt was inspired when a coworker asked if his previous penny pyramid made from around 40,007 coins was a world record. I originally had built a smaller one, 40,000 pennies, on my desk in my office. He told KSAZ TV. I thought it was pretty big, and I saw people at work, and they asked me if that's a world record, and I'm like, I don't know, but if it is, I'll make it one. And there we go. But, but, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't get this. <laughs> like, how <laughs> are you going to take $10,000 worth of pennies and make a pyramid? Oh, and then he said, uh, um, uh, once he gets this, uh, um, um, plaque or certificate or whatever you call it, he's going to make a video. Oh yeah. He made, he has a YouTube channel, uh, titled, uh, the penny building fool. So, uh, check him out. But he said, once he gets a certificate, uh, he's going to make a video of him destroying his pyramid, he took three, three years to make, <laughs> God. that is just insanity, I, 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 I couldn't imagine doing that, that's just, that sounds terrible, that just sounds awful, <laughs> but I mean, hats off to him, um, you know, do what you want to, <laughs> I suppose, but uh, that just, that just sounds like a, a, a big waste, but as, as I said, to each his own, not for me to say, um, but I think we're going to leave it off with that today, um, I'm still working it out with my friend, uh, hopefully he'll be able to podcast with me shortly, um, uh, on Anchor makes things incredibly easy to communicate with other people. It's, it's not a matter of, uh, um, complexity. It's more of, uh, time management. Um, our schedules are a bit different from each other. So it's hard to find set times to, uh, sit down and record. But I want to thank you very much for listening in, and I'll see you next time.